What's up, what's happening? It's the one and only Jeff Axel with the homie Rome Davis, now I mean. And we're just uh, starting off the first episode of the Defiant Ones podcast. You know, it's been something we've been marinating and percolating on for a little bit. Nah, I mean, upcoming comics, but just uh, trying to have, show that we got multiple viewpoints and things of that nature. And I'll R.I.P. John Witherspoon. Um, bro? R.I.P. John Witherspoon, man. A, a legend in the game. One of the most funniest dudes. Multiple roles from House Party, Wayne's Brothers, the Friday series movies. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Shout out to him. Shout out to his family. You know, rest in peace. Rest easy. You'll be missed. Yeah, man. Boondocks is probably like one of my favorite uh, roles from him, honestly. Uh, had a pretty long, eventful life. He was like a model at one point, I think. Um, wrote with Richard Pryor on his show. Like, they used to do a whole lot of um, booger sugar and uh, have a lot of eventful things <laughs> going on back in the day. It's the 70s, man. <laughs> Let's keep it real, bro. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, shout out to John Witherspoon, man. Like, I got to watch a few episodes of Wayne's Brothers. Like, he made Wayne's Brothers pop for sure. Like, especially when my love goes bang, bang, bang. Like, that's forever classic. You better run, you sweet little thing, you. <laughs> when my love goes bang, 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 it's going to be me. You and me again. Doom, 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 doom. When my love <laughs> goes bang, bang, bang. I was like, money being made around here. Woo! Money <laughs> being made around here. Oh, diamond rings, man, thing. If you like them kind of things, <laughs> get to the end. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. There's so many classic <laughs> moments, man. <laughs> so many classic moments, man. Like, he'll definitely miss. Like, it's just unfortunate we probably won't get a uh, the final fitting end to the Friday series. And uh, this Boondocks Friday ain't going to be the same, like. So it's gonna be pretty tough. But you know, he lived a good life. Lived an eventful life, nah man. Now, um, it's gonna be kinda weird to segue, but I'm a Euro step to another topic anyway. Um we're just kinda gonna talk about the origins and why we had jumped into comedy. We're gonna keep it short for you your um ADHD motherfuckers who don't wanna listen for too long. So, the pod going to be between 20 and 30 minutes, man. <laughs> Y'all look out for people with the short attention spans. Like, we ain't known yet. So, it was like, oh, these, this podcast is three hours. The hell we going to listen to these niggas talk about three hours? <laughs> you know how motherfuckers are, man. I know how they are, bro. Yeah, like, I want support on this podcast. So, we could just cram a whole bunch of shit, put a little bit of Obey seasoning on it, and we going to have fun with the shit, man. A little bit, because a little bit is a little salty. Man, that's the Maryland season, man. You got to put that shit on your fries, bro. Tony Satchers, man. I'm not even from New Orleans, but Tony Satchers. That's what we sprinkled on a lot of shit. Dude. Oh, all right. But you use Old Bay. That's, that's goddamn high blood pressure. 
Ain't no shot. <laughs> this is high blood pressure in the in box, man. That's shit up, man. It is what it is, bro. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I say this. My first introduction to comedy and my first interest, really, my biggest influence, I say, is Eddie Griffin. Um, from watching Undercover Brother at a young age to, like, watching the various stand-up specials like Voodoo Child and um, Dysfunctional Family. You can tell him I said it. Like those are just always like stand-ups that I just was a huge fan of. And I kind of took the physical aspect and just the realness and how raw he was, just no fucks given approach. And I would just take that to my stand-up. That's something that I, I would always try to use. Um nah, I mean uh have a few other influences too. Like I, I was big on using Bernie. As far as just having a no fucks given approach and like trying to have like facial features and shit when I do my different uh characters uh when I go into different jokes. Um I use Lavelle Crawford too as far as like making fun of myself. I feel like he's the best at that. Well, yeah, yeah, I feel like he's probably the best at that. So I'm uh, always was a big Bill Crawford fan too. Yeah, physical physical shit on top of Eddie Griffin. I say I use Martin Lawrence as far as being physical and moving around a lot. Cause I usually try to work up a sweat, whether it's like a few hundred people in the audience, or whether it's about like ten. I'm gonna still work up a sweat, have the same energy, get the people. A high energy performance, and I don't want to sit there and be monotone with the jokes. Now, nah, I mean, uh, who's your biggest influences, Ron? Uh, I can name a lot. Um, my one of my biggest influences was Tony Woods. Mm. A lot of people don't know who Tony Woods is, but he's a he's a fucking genius. Uh, I for, first caught him on Bad Boys of Comedy H, on HBO on Friday nights. He used to have that in Death Poetry Jam. I think it would come on like 11 or 10 o'clock at night. And I would watch this. Me and my sister would watch it. And for 11 minutes, he told the whole story. So he was more of a storyteller, but he knew how to tag his shit. And then you think the classic is Original Kings of Comedy. Um, uh, Robin Harris was another one of my favorites. Yeah, fucking genius, man. Love Robin Harris. Um, Takara Williams. A lot of people don't know she was on NBC Brand of Funny. Um, right now, uh, who I feel like is killing the game and I love to death is uh, Alisa D. Um, I got all his uh, comedy albums. I've seen a lot of his work. I follow the man on Twitter. I follow him on Instagram. He's really good. Uh, Lavelle Crawford, Richard Pryor, Bernie Matt was the only person that can make motherfucker cool. He called your motherfucker, he was cool. <laughs> that was my opinion. But uh, local, I wouldn't say local, out of the 757 area that I would say that I love to listen to a lot. Like, I know he right here with Seven. That's Jeff Axel. Um, 
Donna Lewis, and David and Jane Griffin. Yeah. David yes. and Jane Griffin. They're not from Virginia, but um, they're here now. So when I listen to them, it's like the creativity that comes out. I don't know. And Lionel. Lionel and Rondell. Lionel Harris and Rondell Moore. But when I hear them, and, and shout out to Joe Willis, because that man has showed me how to be versatile, how I can be clean and still be marketable and then go out and be dirty as well, too. Um, but uh, those those are people that um, I admire, I adore, especially coming up in the comedy game in this area, because there's a lot of money to be made in this area. There's a lot of talent in this area. Oh, shit, I can't forget about Angus Black. Angus Black, I remember him on 103 Jams. I'm naming a lot of motherfuckers right now, but Angus Black. Uh, I've seen him twice. Uh, I've seen his stand-up uh, was when Martin Lawrence had first amendment on stars. You remember, you remember that? Mm-hmm. And he got on the same bill with another legend, which was Dick Gregory. So, yeah, Angus Black is from the Norvie area. Norfolk area like me. So, that was an inspiration for somebody to come out of Norfolk and be on a national stage like he was. Mm. It's pretty dope. Um, like, I pretty much agree with as far as, like, the people I rock with as far as 757 Comics. Uh, I ain't gonna front. I can't get jiggy with everybody, though, bro. Yeah. Like, it's just some of the content. I just, I don't get it. It's just racist as a motherfucker. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't want to pull up to a motherfucking spot. Feel like it's a clan meeting or some shit. Like I just, I want to wear this carefully. I don't want to come off as problematic and no shit like that, bro. But that shot comedy shit. That's I know personally, I'm not a fan of it, you know. But if that's your lane, that's your lane. You're a grown ass adult. Yeah. You've been doing this com that shot comedy shit before I saw you or before I met you. And we doing after I saw you met you. You feel like you can talk about you playing with your mama's dildo and uh, joke about rape and mass murders. That's on you. Uh, that shit's not funny. Um, so more power to it if you want to do that shit. Just remember when they dig your old material up 20, 30 years from now, you married with kids and your kids hear you saying that shit joking about rape and mass murder, then what's that going to look like to you? Mm. It's just like, I don't know as a black man. I guess I ain't from out here. I don't look for acceptance through everybody. Like I don't feel like I need acceptance from a certain motherfucker. That's how I say I should word this carefully because motherfuckers is sensitive per se. But, like, I just, nah, I ain't even going to go there, bro. I feel like I don't need no keyboard warriors at me. I pull up the niggas' houses. So I just keep this one opinion that's really burning. But I don't know, man. It's just really hard to, I just want motherfuckers to be versatile. I don't want to come to somebody's. 
like we had open mic together, and I know your set better than you, cause you ain't prepared. Like that's crazy to me, man. Like I'm new in this game too. I still, I'm still a work in progress. I'm not gonna sit here in front act like I'm like the dopest motherfucker ever. Some shit like that. I still gotta improve on things for sure, but don't I just feel like you shouldn't come to the stage disrespectful and like not prepared. Like if you won't come to the stage and you forget multiple jokes in your set, and then you like sloppy with it, or you just don't even have anything, you're just winging it. I was like, I feel like that's wasting time, man. Even though I'm a rookie in this game, I'm still super hungry. So I'm like, that time could have went to somebody who really came and prepared. And, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't, you got a decent amount of people who take the craft seriously, but it's hard to see. Like, some people just want the results without putting in the work. That shit ain't going ahead. And without struggle, you really ain't going to progress. Nah, man. Thanks. But people just want the immediate success. They want just the social media likes and just to get paid off the rip. It's like, nah, man, you got to hustle, grind, get yourself out there. I'm enjoying the grind. Like, this is a part of it. Like, I ain't complaining. I ain't saucy. I ain't pocket watching other motherfuckers even. That's what niggas need to stop doing, man. Like, you sit here looking at another man's career, talking about, oh, how the hell he out here? How did he get here? Like, yo, don't worry about that shit, man. You pocket watching other niggas, man. That's wack as hell. Like, I can't get jiggy with that, bro. Just put in the work, improve yourself, and then you can get that opportunity. See, here, worried about why another nigga on or why he got opportunity, man. That That's my thing. I ain't really egotistical like these other motherfuckers out here, you. Like, motherfuckers do commit. They do stand up for maybe two, three years longer than me. And like, he just like got some exceptional level of expertise that that's way ahead of me. Like, nah, man. Like, we in the same boat. We still on the open mic circuit, bro. The fuck is you talking about? <laughs> but that shit is, I don't know. I don't rock with the arrogance that well. So, motherfuckers just want to grind and work. Until we get to another level, cool. You willing to travel, do the dirty work, and cool. Now, I mean, this is what we got to sign up for. Like, eventually, I'm going to probably quit my job and do this comedy full-time when I get to that point. Like, that's what real comedians do. Like, you can't, they say you don't really consider yourself real comedian until you do that, till you get to that point. But... Hopefully 2020, I can get to that point. I'm tired of working. It's called a goddamn breakout from my uh, gloves at work, man. Had the back of my hands looking like a crunch bar and shit, bro. Yeah, it was like some type of, I don't know if it's Kevlar or some type of nut-ass material, yo. You see that shit on the back of my hand, bro? Yeah. Yeah, like shit real, man. Like, I hate the warehouse industry. Nigga caught the flu in that bitch. They don't clean the motherfucker good enough. Like, how the hell you gonna have Janice in, in this motherfucker, right? And these weak-ass Janice be here from, like, 7 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. And they don't even come in the warehouse side. They clean, like, the bathroom and the break room. 
I'm like, the way outside got all the asbestos and the mesothelioma and shit, bro. <laughs> Fuck is going on? I done been in like 65 warehouses, man. Like, I'm used to motherfuckers cleaning the shit throughout the day. Not for an hour and some change. Four or five days a week. That shit wild and unhealthy, yo. Like, let somebody get pissed and call it OSHA violation. Like, we all out of a job, man. They got hella violations in that motherfucker. I ain't gonna say their name, though. You know, come back to bite me. But bullshit. I work at a bank. I am a financial service representative. So in other words, I am a banker by day. Uh, I don't know really what to say about banking. Uh, fucking hate it. But I always recommend it because of the hours and the stuff that you learn. Fucking hate. Uh, it's not a physically draining job. It's more of a mentally draining job. Um, you see some cute girls in there. A lot of cute women come in there. A lot of beautiful women come in there. But you see that they got the cash app and the PayPal and the Venmo <laughs> set up. <laughs> you like, God damn! Like you, you no, I'm all right. No lie, I tried to talk to a girl in there, and she got them had an OnlyFans shit getting deposited into her account. Oh man! And I was like, all right, just cut it out. But <laughs> you know, I get tired of uh, working for other people, and the reason I'm saying that is uh, for motherfuckers that don't know. Last year, I spoke out. And I challenged the C- the CEO of the company. Watch out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in front of 550 people. Uh, yeah, I didn't challenge the CEO. And if I can do that, I can challenge anybody. Uh, spoke out on some shit. I just spoke out about, like, goddamn, like, if you win a bank, they should be paying us more. Straight like that. I mean, I'm blessed to have the job, but it's, we touch and count the money. We just don't get no money. So, you <laughs> <laughs> know, uh, I'm telling you how to save. I'm telling you, you're supposed to save your money, but we can't save because all our money is going towards student loans and rent and mortgage payment. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did John the CEO. About hours, I did trying to see about pay and benefits, and also trying to see about uh, teaching financial literacy to those that uh, are financially challenged. Which is nothing wrong with that because they don't, I don't, they didn't teach how to balance a checkbook when you came up when I came out of school, which in two thousand seven, they didn't teach us how to balance a checkbook. I learned how to balance a checkbook from my grandfather, uh, but. Uh, I'm going to get a little serious right quick. Just to let y'all motherfuckers know. Let people know. Yeah, I don't mean to call y'all motherfuckers. Uh, business. America is built on debt. Okay? Debt meaning uh, something that you don't own that you're paying off. As in your auto loan, a mortgage, Credit cards, student loans, blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
it's better to own your shit. Uh, especially in this day and age, you don't need the $20,000, $30,000 car. You can just get the $3,000 car. It doesn't look as good, but it gets you from point to point, point A to point B. Uh, don't overdraft your account. Uh, stay away from those uh, payday loans because they are not federally government regulated. So they can charge you any percentage that they want to. And they can go as high as 200%. I've seen. Uh, and if it wasn't for debt, there wouldn't be debt collection agencies or the uh, debt department, uh, collections department, and banks and credit unions and debt collectors. So some people wouldn't have a job. And for y'all don't know, it is Portfolio Recovery Associates. Uh, they don't mean to drop their name, but it is what it is. They actually get a commission for how much debt that they collect off of you. And they have goals for how many repayment plans they get. So uh, most places bet on you going into debt. Uh, being in any financial institution working, no matter what position that you work on, it is pretty much a white-collared robbery. And uh, that's my only financial lesson I'm going to give at this point. Yeah, God let him know. Uh, definitely need to be disciplined because corrupt, dirty game. So yeah, we talk about multiple things on defined ones. Um, that That's not really my lane. So Rome definitely elaborated that like so eloquently and whatnot. Nah, I mean, so that's definitely good to know. Yeah, like we'll have a whole episode on that. <laughs> you can go for about a smooth hour and some change breaking that shit down, man. But what's a goal that you got for 2020 as far as um comedy and whatnot, man? The goal I have for comedy is, of course, to start getting booked. At least in Virginia. I know I got to work my way to getting booked in other cities and states, but I'm willing to drive and travel for the open mics. Well, I'm driving an hour to get three minutes or two hours to get seven minutes. It don't matter to me. That's just the grind that I signed up for. Word. So Facts. That and um, acting as well. Uh, maybe even a little bit of directing. Um, shout out to Marlon. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Performance Playground, being on 35th Street, James Cooper, shout out to him as well. Facts. They are two, in my opinion, two of the wisest brothers in the industry on the performance side and on the directing side and on the business side, all the above. Um, so shout out to them. If you are a musician, a comedian, an actor, a writer, an entertainer, performer, whatever, it's five dollars, uh, and you can go to the performance playground, being on Thirty Fifth Street, and it's from eight to twelve on Thursdays. And a lot of people from the Seven Five Seven area have come out of that. 
class. Yeah, you just can't be thin-skinned and sensitive. Got to be able to see constructive criticism. Like, it's only going to make you better, though. Because you got to put that disclaimer. Motherfuckers be pulling up thinking they stars and shit. And then they don't like the way somebody say something and they get discouraged. Like, edges in general, I'm not talking about the class. I just didn't see that since I just started comedy. Motherfuckers start off, they have a good, like, set or two. And then just think, that's it. Don't build off that shit. And then they got a bad sh show or a bad set. And it's over. They don't ever pull back up. Yeah, that's true. You got to be resilient when it comes to this shit, bro. And shout out to Tim Lilies. Yeah. Tim Lilies at the Virginia Beach Funny Bone. I think he does Richmond Funny Bone. Real good guy. Um, teaches a comedy class. And shout out to uh, ASAP, ASAP.org, Armed Services Art Partners. Um, if you're military or a veteran or dependent of military or a veteran, um, they have acting, writing, drawing, all the above classes. Uh, and they're really good. They travel like a band of brothers in there, which I think is pretty dope. Word. Yeah, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm still new on the scene. So I still been on the open mic circuit. Just came out this summer, but I'm definitely looking forward to taking another step with the traveling. I write, I try to write new material at least every week, minimum. Like I try to toss new jokes out there. So I have like a variety of content and whatnot. I just I like having fun with it, man. Like when I'm on stage, I'm having fun. Like I'm laughing. I don't come through to offend nobody. I just like, and I talk about real life situations that happen with me coming up in Maryland, you know, Aberdeen stand up. Nah, I mean, I'm from the same hometown as Cal Ripken. But the thing is, like, Cal Ripken don't really get respected like that. Like, motherfuckers pulled out the burner on his mom a couple times. Remember, she got thrown in the trunk one time. And he, like, put out a $100,000 reward. And nobody told him who it was. Like, to this day, they don't know who it is, bro. Like, I don't want to go back to my hometown and have some shit like that happen, man. Like, you like, Kyle Rick and the baseball player? Yeah. Hold on. This real talk? Real talk. Motherfuckers pulled out the burn on his moms, man. White cat. Yeah, cat. Yeah. Damn. Threw it in the trunk, man. Like, he from my hometown. He don't even have a street that's named after him. He got a baseball stadium that he paid for that nobody pull up to. But he ain't got, like, a cow ripping street. My hometown only got, like, 18,000 people, man. That show you right there. You ain't getting love in a town that small. That show you what a piece of shit you are. But, nah, I mean... Hopefully, <laughs> I get the love. Like, whenever I come back to Dean, it's all good. It's all gravy. So, hopefully, when I reach that next level, I can put on for my hometown. And I got different things I want to do when I get famous. <clears throat> but got to put in the work for that. Just can't let the shit happen. We try to do skits as well, too. We're going to have that coming. Um, trying to get to the cartoon side of things. It's a lot of... uh moving parts right now 
but still consistently writing, still going out here on this stand-up scene. I ain't recording every single thing, motherfuckers that try to slippity slide and steal, you know what I mean? I ain't I ain't digging that, you feel me? Oh, we got two minutes left. We had the two-minute warning. Uh, anything you want to wrap up? Follow us. Well, follow me on Rome Davis Comedy, all social media platforms. Um, you can also follow me on Cameo. You can book me for $150 to $150. A shout out. Say happy birthday to you. Make sure you follow Jeff Axel. Um, Jeff Axel Comedy. With Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, Unstoppable Axel on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, um, we got uh, Woody, Keith, Woodhouse. I don't, I don't know this nigga's info, man. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be honest. We gonna be honest. He a cool guy. He just know his, his, his motherfucker got 30 names. He on his ditty shit. I'm gonna call him Brother Love next time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Joe Partlow. Um, as well too, and just shout out to anybody trying to chase any type of. I'm not even gonna say a dream because you're waiting for a dream. Shout out to anybody trying to chase that goal. Yeah, if anybody want to like record this pod with us, highlight us on Facebook because we do want to have like uh, comedians down here as guests. We can ask random ass questions and like joke around and shit. So this is the first of many episodes of the Defiant Ones. Uh, hopefully y'all 757 comedian support uh, we're gonna put this online appreciate y'all shout out to y'all man